Welcome back to another episode of Husky Talk. We are your hosts, Addie Linville and Sarah Russell. Today, we are going to take a look at a different perspective of the Iditarod Trail. We are going to be speaking with the fastest woman to bike the Iditarod Trail, Jill Homer. Hi, Jill. Hello. Thank you for being on our show. Thank you for having me. We'd like to start our show by having all of our guests tell us who or what inspired you to get involved with the Iditarod, in your case, biking or running the Iditarod Trail. Well, it was actually something I kind of stumbled into when I moved to Alaska, which was in 2005, so quite a while ago. Um, And I decided I needed to find a winter hobby for passing all those cold and dark months. And I was at REI one day just looking at gear and found a brochure for a race called the 100, which advertised biking or running or skiing 100 miles on the Iditarod Trail. It's a winter, and I became enthralled with the idea of doing that. So I started training. Now we're going to move on to our Q&A segment. Can you start by giving us a little background about yourself? Oh, my name's Jill Hover. I'm 38 years old, and I live in Boulder, Colorado. I'm a freelance editor and also a writer and a journalist. Normally, we interview people who do the trail with dogs. So can you mm-hmm. tell our listeners about the Iditarod Trail Invitational? Sure. Um, the Iditarod Trail Invitational is a similar race that you do with dogs. Um, it's just the people in, uh, powering themselves, and they can do it either with a bicycle or by walking slash running or with skis. And there are two different distances. There's a 350-mile distance, which goes to McGrath, and then there's a thousand mile distance that goes to Nome. And it starts one week before the dogs start, but uh, using the same trail. What got you interested in cold weather racing? Well, again, it, it just started because I moved to Alaska. Before that, I didn't really do much in the way of winter sports. I, I, was, I snowboarded um, occasionally, but... Just moving to Alaska and uh, going out in the winter became a necessity if I wanted to go out at all. So that's really what got me started. When you run or hike the event, we are curious about what you wear on your feet. Oh, are you asking what what I wear on my feet? Yep. Um, Yeah, it's it's not too different than what I would wear during the summer, just a pair of sneakers if, if I'm running. Um, and two pairs of socks, usually a lighter sock and a pair of fleece socks. And then if it's very cold, I have an overboot that goes over my shoes to block the wind and also keep in some of the heat. Which of the Iditarod events have you completed? Uh, So I have completed the 350-mile event once on foot and once with a bike, and then I've completed the 1,000-mile once with a bike. How do you carry your supplies on the trail? So when I'm on foot, I have a sled that I drag behind me, not unlike what the dogs drag, but, you know, the, the musher sled. My sled just carries my gear, which is usually between 40 and 50 pounds of camping gear and food and water and fuel to cook my food. And uh, and then on the bicycle, you, uh, you use these bike bags or saddle bags. They're also called panniers as well as strapping some things to the racks. And it's generally about the same weight worth of gear plus the bike. What supplies do you carry along the trail? 
So the supplies, like I said, are camping gear. It's, it's pretty minimal gear, but it's like a minus 40 sleeping bag and a sleeping pad and a bivy sack to uh, block the wind and weather. Uh, coats, extra coats, extra gloves, hat, all the, all the warm clothing, plus uh, cooking fuel and a pot, and then uh, food. How do you prepare for a race? The preparation is really just trying to figure out the gear that you want to use. It, even if you've done it several times, it always changes a little bit. You decide different things you want to do. And then just training, getting the, you know, your muscles and your joints conditioned to handle that, that amount of distance. So it involves lots of running at home. How do you recover from a race like this? It takes a while. Uh, the race it takes a lot out of me. And usually I just, I rest afterward a week or two off and then kind of slowly getting back into running, but it takes a while. It's several weeks of just feeling kind of under the weather, almost like feeling sick as I recover. Can you tell us about the races you did besides the Iditarod Trail and Invitational? Other winter races? Yeah. You mean? Or? Yeah, I, I've done several 100-mile races, the White Mountains 100 as well as the Susitna 100 as winter races. Um, I also do ultramarathons on foot, like uh, trail races, 50Ks, and a couple of 100-milers that are in the summertime in the mountains kind of races. Did you ever second-guess yourself while running or biking the trail? Yeah. Yeah, that's fairly common. Uh, you always wonder, you know, do I really have what it takes? If you're hurting, if you're tired, you wonder if you can actually get through this amount of distance. And it does take... A little bit, you've got to talk yourself through it sometimes and try to boost yourself up with little mantras or just trying to remember that, oh, I've done this before and this was hard, so I can get through it again. But yeah, I do have a lot of doubts every time I go out there. So we know there are checkpoints for the mushers on the Iditarod. Are there checkpoints for bikers and athletes on foot? Yes, uh, our race, which is, is separate from the Iditarod dog sled race, but we also have similar checkpoints in similar villages. Um, and beyond, so in the first 360 miles, the race actually sets up a few checkpoints, and they're on average about every 60 miles. And then beyond that, um, you're more on your own. You just go through the villages, and you can send yourself supplies through the, through the mail. And also, when you get into the villages, the villages invite you to stay in the schools, which is something we also do. So we do have places to go stay along the way. Along the trail, what types of animals do you see out there? So generally, when I'm out there, I see moose um, quite a bit. Also, red fox, uh, voles, which are little rodents, uh, and rabbits. But actually, I don't see too many wild. Oh, I've seen a, I've seen a wolf and also a lynx. But uh, yeah, the animal sightings are a little bit rare, just because your Alaska is such a big place and the animals are just so spread out. So, how many miles a day do you average along the trail? Um, when I'm on foot, I try to do between forty and fifty. I've had shorter days and also a couple of longer ones. And then with the bike, ideally between 80 and 100, but again, it just, 
it depends a lot on how good the trail conditions are, how much distance I can cover. What motivated you to write books about the trail? Well, I, I, you know, I'm a writer, so I do like to write about my experiences. And the Iditarod Trail is really one of the more intense and beautiful experiences I've had. So it's something I, I'm inspired to write about, and also that I, I want to try to share with others. It's, it's unique and it's, and it's weird. So. In a way, I, I kind of want to share what that experience is like with others. Do you know anything about the trail conditions this year? Uh, from what I've heard, they're progressing okay. It's been a slow start to winter in Alaska, and the snow is a little bit lower, and the ice is not quite as frozen as we all like it to be, the mushers, too. Um, but it's it's coming along. They're, they've gotten a few bigger storms recently, and it's looking better than it was a month ago. What is your goal this year for the Iditarod Trail in, Invitational? So this year I am just trying to do the 352 mile of foot again. In a way, my ultimate goal is to walk the whole thousand. Uh, and so this is a little bit more of a preparation year, too, but it's also a goal of mine to try to do it in less than a week. Um, that would be close to the women's record, but it also, again, depends on how, the, how good the conditions are, if I can actually move that fast. A new segment we have started is called Lightning Round. We will ask you a very short question, and, you're, and you answer as quick as you can. <laughs> okay. Ready? Yes. Running or biking? Running. Dogs or cats? Hot or cold weather? Cold weather. Junk food or healthy food? Healthy food. <laughs> Favorite snack on the trail? Favorite snack on the trail? Actually, peanut butter cups, which goes against that last question, but yeah, peanut butter cups. Mountains or flatland? Mountains. Favorite subject in school? Math. Favorite book you wrote? Be brave, be strong. Our final segment is called Mount Rushmore. You know Mount Rushmore, right? Yes. If you were asked to replace the four presidents' faces with faces of people that have made a huge impact on the Iditarod Trail Invitational, who would you choose? So the Mount Rushmore the Invitational would obviously be uh, Joe Reddington, who created the, the Iditarod race, uh, John Stamstead, Bill Merchant, and... Dan Bull, who started the I Did a Sport race back in 1990. Thank you for coming on the show. Special thanks to Jill Homer for being on the show. Thanks to Hobo Jim for our theme song, I Did a Rock Show song.